An Asheville, North Carolina woman says these photos show the bruises her son suffered after being paddled at school. It doesn't matter to me how many disciplinary referrals a child has. Irregardless of what the reason is, no child deserves what my child got. Welcome to Radio Irregardless, your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless. Now please welcome to the Internet Airwaves. Really? Internet Airwaves? It's okay, you can just do it. It's just just say Internet Airwaves. It sounds really cool. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just not. Internet Airwaves. Okay then. Please welcome to the Internet Airwaves, Mark Scalia. And welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. I changed the opening up a little bit for you guys. I cut it down a little bit. I was always, I didn't know, like the music trails off and I'm like, so I cut it down. I cut it down by like six seconds. So it's fine. We'll just get to the show. (laughs) And a lot of my listeners um, uh, questioning my uh, bumper music uh, intro. It's only so I can do sound checks, you fucking maniacs. But welcome to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. This is your non-standard blend of irrespective and regardless, and we have a lot of fun here. And uh, first and foremost, I want to thank my listeners, uh, my online chatters, as it were, listening through my broadcast site, Mixler.com. And there are three. There was Sean, Paul, and Chris as of right now, this moment. That number tends to go up because it can't really get lower. Uh, And if you're listening through my website, MarkScalia.com, and you want to be uh, part of the chat, all you got to do is ch- click the box that you're listening to, and it will shoot you right over to the broadcasting site. Or you can just listen anonymously uh, when you just want to sit in the dark and listen to my fucking voice. That's <laughs> kind of creepy, but that's all right. And if you're listening uh, this in the future, uh, that means you're. Li- that means all this is in the past, and you are actually in the future. You're listening through iTunes, and you downloaded. Uh, Radio Regardless through iTunes. So thank you so much for doing all those <laughs> discussion. Uh, we're going to have some uh, some discussion tonight. But you know something? Let's, uh, let's start everything off the right way, as we always do, with the Happening Now monologue. Everything that happens now is happening now. What happened to then? That's the When? Just now. We're at now now. Go back to then. When? Now. Now? Now. I can't. Why? We missed it. When? Just now. When will then be now? Soon. And uh, the Happening Now monologue is where I get to uh, talk to you guys. They bring you up to speed on the uh, the week we've had apart and anything that's kind of uh, bothering me. And there's, uh, there's a lot of things that are bothering me this week, actually. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that. I'm in a fairly good mood. I don't have a, a lot of work coming up, which is, um, <laughs> you know, a little scary considering that's how I make my living. And if I get no work, that means eh, no money coming in. Uh, but, uh, it's, things are all right. I mean, it's a summer and I'm, you know, I can afford, well, I can't really afford it, but it's not bad to have a, a night off or a bunch of nights off or some time off and, uh, lets me reflect and contemplate, um, uh, finances. 
So, but I was actually, um, my, this is a personal thing. Uh, my wife and I have been having some, oh, Jason just joined us. Thank you, Jason, for joining us. And we actually have two people listening through my website right now. Yes, two. I see you. Um, my wife and I, we've had some, uh, because money is becoming very tight because it is a summer and, uh, there's more things to do outside and there's less money in which to do it. So we've had conversations and things like that. And I came, I came to this epiphany this morning. My wife and I do not have children, but we have barking dogs in the neighborhood. Apparently, if you can hear them, I had to keep the, get your mind on your money and your money on your mind. Yes, that's exactly what we need to do. Um, but uh, my wife and I do not have children. And uh, it's tough. I think when you don't have kids, uh, I mean, there's like huge fucking dogs in my. I gotta shut this window. Are you shitting me? This is a professional fucking outfit. There we go. All right, there we go. That's that's what you get for broadcasting out of a fucking attic. <laughs> so, <laughs> got dogs in the neighborhood. But my wife and I do not have kids, and uh, you know people have kids, and they say, "Oh, the kids are so great. The kids are wonderful." And I'm sure there are a lot of benefits by having children, and I'm sure there are a lot of deficits. But the one thing I came to today came to realize today is children help you to be grounded on some way because they're you know they're they're unfiltered they're not honest i don't think children are honest uh they just don't have filters and they don't have a lot of stuff i got a motorcycle are you <laughs> shitting me where do i live anyway uh i don't have fil no filters tonight fuck that <laughs> just not gonna just say everything i want uh, but children have no—they uh, have no filters, so they get to be more honest. And and I'm trying to be as honest as I can. And I love uh, honesty with my wife. Um, and it sounds like a weird thing, but we're gonna we're gonna try to keep more honesty and by, by truthfulness and things like that. So so now that I have a lot of time off, of course, uh, that's what I got to do. <laughs> so I got to be there. And uh, I decided I was gonna—I was—I guess I was eating. My diet was a little screwed up, so I decided. I was gonna. Uh, I was on set a couple weeks ago, and they had cucumber juice, and I had never had cucumber juice before, and it was actually really good. So now it got me on this juice kick. You like the juice? I eh? do. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah. yeah. The juice is good. The eh? juice is good. Yeah. The juice is good. Um, so what I do now is I. Um, my wife has got a, a Vitamix, and I'm now I've ground up a bunch of celery and peppers and cucumbers and lemon and it's so good like and then i drain it off all the foam and the pulp and i get rid of that and it's uh, it's really good so i'm doing uh, more of a liquid diet for next couple weeks just to feel good and i do have a lot of plans um i, I want to get in better shape i want to lose some weight uh over the next few months because scrooge is coming up and i know it's december but you know it's almost august and august is september october instantly and then it's cold again so I'm going to do my best to uh, to drop some weight and do that. Because in January, I'm planning, and this has been in the works for a while, and it's still not off the ground, but mostly still in the plans, the Salem Comedy Festival uh, or, or or the Salem Drink and Laugh Fair. I don't know sure what I'm going to do it under, but uh, I think the Salem Comedy Festival is going to actually happen in January. I'm looking forward to it. And as a result, I'm doing a full marketing push where I'm going to be uh, uh, working more and promoting things and doing stuff. But 
So now you're up to speed and all that. So now that you're done with me, and before I get to my amazingly funny guest, who uh, we have great stories, um, he's a fantastic comic, I want to play a quick game with you guys, uh, and I actually posted it in the chat, Sean Tumblety, and of course I played I'll Tumble for you, so the name of the show is I'll Tumble Tea for you, that's it. So here's what we're going to do, we're going to play a quick game, and uh, we and I love when you guys play this, because you're... You hate music, so let's play Piano Man. Sing us a song, you're a piano man. Sing us a song tonight. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody. And you've got us feeling all right. Yes, Piano Man. Now, this is a song. What I do is I play you a clip of somebody playing a top 40 song on a piano, and you has to guess what song that is? This is a top 40, and we have an extra one tonight, I think. We may do an extra one, because this is the last of the batch. So <laughs> clap, clap, clap for that. Um, here we go. You guys playing against each other. This one's tough. And if you know it, you just type it right in. That's the best part about it. Just explain this to me. If Johnny and Sue are siblings, how is he black and she is white? Oh, let's not get into that, will we? That's something else. <laughs> you know, some since I don't like any of you, I'm just gonna go quick. That was um, and I didn't know that you who even sang this. It's Waves by Mr. Probes. That's P-R-O-B-Z. Did you know that? My face above the water. Because I didn't know it. <laughs> My feet can't touch the ground, touch the ground, and it feels like I can see the sands on the horizon every time you are not around. Slowly drifting away, wave after wave. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. I, Mr. Probes. I. <laughs> first of all, do you really want to be known as Mr. Probes? That's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> there's another one. Let's just do two tonight. What do you say? Let's get out of it. I know you're going to get this one. Correct. By who? Cool Kids. By who? Another group I wouldn't know if they hit me with a car. <laughs> Echo Smith. That's correct. See, I like the song. I just have no idea who fucking Echo Smith is. Do you... Mr. Probe Smith. <laughs> Let's combine them. Just Mr. Probe Smith. There we go. She said she talks a lot. I don't know. Actually, it sounded good. I didn't mean to do that. It was a. It was clearly an, a promotional error or productional error. But actually, you know something? Let's only do two. Uh, they're a family band. I didn't know that. The Echo Smith? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a big... I just like the song. I wouldn't even know them. But let's just do two because I'll save the two for another time because I want to get to my guest. Uh, he's a very, very funny guy. Um, what? No idea. No. <laughs> oh, do another? No, I'm not doing another. I'm going. No, I'm not doing it. I'm going right to break. 
Because when we come back, I'm going to have a very funny comic that you want to listen to him. Uh, amazingly funny guy. Um, he uh, runs his own room up at Halligan's, Halligan, the Halligan, not Halligan's, the Halligan Tavern. Uh, Pussy Parade. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Is that a band? Pussy Parade? The aforementioned Sean Tumblety is actually typing in at this moment. And when we come back from break, we'll actually get to talk to him and not just, we'll ask him with, um, Pussy Parade means. So you're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. I mean, there I was just trolling through the internet, and all of a sudden, this leaf pops up. Turns out it's my cousin. Found out all the things she likes and where she lives. It was actually really cool. And that's when I discovered Incestry.com. Visit Ancestry.com and discover the world's largest online resource. You don't have to know what you're looking for. You just have to start looking. Hey, I'm Alan Richardson. You're listening to Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. And I can only assume it's because your porn's not done loading yet. Now you're stuck listening to me, a fat guy not wearing any pants. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978 219 9294. And you're back at Radio Air, regardless, with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And joining me, the aforementioned, previously typing, Sean Tumblety. There he is. Hello, Mark. How's it going? Yeah. And I, I always, I always want to uh, not mispronounce your name, but I, I always, uh, at first when we first met, I thought it was Tumbly. I, I still say your, your <laughs> name wrong every once in a while, so it's all right. But it's Tumblety. What's the origin of your name? What's your nationality? Well, no, it's a, it's Irish. It comes from the Irish clan Tumulty, actually. Really? Yeah. I would have never guessed that. No, I'm, I'm dark Irish. But I, well, t- of course, with Sean there. You're Sean. Yeah, Sean Michael Tumblety. Sean Michael, you fucker. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean, you are, you are a very, very funny guy. And you run now, it's the Halligan Tavern. That is correct, yep. And it's in Derry, New Hampshire. Yes. And I've been there yep. twice, and I've had a great time both times. You've been uh, very nice to me up there. It's a, a fantastic w- a room, uh, good audiences. Uh, how long has that, that been going on? It'll be three years this September. Oh my goodness! Good for you. Three years. Yeah, every Thursday. Yeah, and it has it, and you've only had to cancel a couple shows because of the because uh, of the snow. Yeah, there's been uh, a couple shows, and you know they're a business, and every once in a while they have a, a huge function because it's a pretty big room. Yeah, where they can make a couple thousand bucks, you know, as opposed to you know what we bring in, which is nice and it's regular form. But if they if they have a chance to make a lot of money, they'll they'll ask me to cancel. Wow. This Thursday is actually canceled. Really? Money hungry yep. bastards. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I know. It's all about <laughs> They got a show on what is it? But saying? it's my dream, damn it. That's what I say. They say too bad. You're crushing my dream. <laughs> and and we've and and I don't know. I actually got to know you through somebody else. They actually um uh they forwarded me your email. And that's how we communicated through email, and you booked me up at the Halligan Tavern. And I think we met each other for the first time there, which was great. And uh, then I think I saw you a couple times again. What's Is it Scorpions? 
I don't know. Scorp- I don't know if I've ever been to a place called Scorpions. I feel like I'd remember that, unless I was still drinking at the time. No, the Scorpions bar. It was a, like an open mic on a Tuesday or something, and I forget who was running it. Oh, he was doing an impression of a dead Rodney, da- zombie Rodney Dangerfield. Oh, no. I forget it. I forget. Well, maybe I didn't see you there, but it was another. Uh, I thought I met you through that. But we've, uh, we've, I've, how long have you been doing stand up? Um, it'll be six years in January. Good for you. And how are you finding it? Is it different now? I, I love it. I mean, I still, they, I, I met, I came to a crossroads a few years ago where I could either start dating this girl that I liked or continue being a bachelor and potentially move to New York or LA and, uh, turn from, turn from like to love. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. You know, I get stepson and a kid now and I, you know, I love comedy and I love it as a hobby and I'll always, it'll always be a part of my life, but it's just not, uh, the career that I, that I thought I might like. I think, I think I like being a family man, just a, just a tad better. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I don't even, I don't even know what to make of that. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I don't do, I, I love, and I've told this, I've made no bones about this to almost everybody. I've loved stand up comedy ever since I started doing it. And my first fiance, well, my first fiance, the only, the one that got away, or the one that I gave away, or the one that left. Um, however, I don't know. Let's not delve into that. But I, <laughs> this is like a Doctor Phil moment for a moment. Um, I love comedy. Like I would never stop doing stand up, no matter what was asked, no matter what the. I don't think I could ever stop doing it. And I mean, I love my wife. But I, and I'll, and I'll, I'll absolutely never stop doing it. And I've made it, you know, very clear to my wife that, uh, you know, it's, it's my passion and, and she, she would never get in the way. Right. You know, we have a seven month old and uh, you know, I'm going to be doing the shows every night in Boston through September and you know she's going to be stuck with two kids, but she's totally cool with it. And she knows it's my dream. I, it's still my dream, but it's also, you know, it's my hobby. Wow, that's well. That's a good woman. She's uh, she's letting you do your thing. Yes. Wow. I just hope she doesn't ask for the same uh, support. <laughs> <in return. laughs> she I like, hope they uh, come out as good as she is, man. Now I'm taking I'm taking three months off, and you have to watch the kids. You're like, fuck. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. So now no that way. now that you've been doing comedy six years, you got a you got a wife, you got kids, you get all you kind of. Your your roots are now established. Are you gonna? Um, you're just gonna be established in Boston. You're gonna do any road work. You're gonna turn yourself into a road comic. I don't think so. That's one thing I I have no interest in doing. I really don't. I don't like traveling mainly because my anxieties. Um, <laughs> but I also, you know, I'm kind of. This is gonna sound asinine. But, no, no, shoot! Every, everything I've said so far sucks. So, okay. <laughs> uh, I have no interest in being like a you know making 80 grand doing stand up comedy and seeing my family, uh, rarely, you know, I either want to keep doing it as a hobby on my terms or be super famous, but nothing in between. So, okay. Yeah. It's very, it's very doubtful that the latter will happen and I'm totally cool with that, but I will do comedy at least twice a week, probably for the rest of my life. Well, you, you're exactly right because that does sound asinine. That's insane. What the fuck is wrong with you? What's wrong with you? (laughs) 80 grand a year seeing your family a couple times a, a month. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's Skype, dude. There's Google Hangouts. There's, 
<laughs> just like raising a kid. It's it's same thing. It's like you know, <laughs> auto. You got fucking robots raising children now. Come on, man. Besides, your wife's dedicated. She's fine with. <laughs> and and you know, I have had conversations. I'm just not going to beat the streets. I've seen too. I've seen a lot of comics come through my place that are doing it. You know, and yeah. it looks fucking lonely and it looks fucking tiring. Oh, it is. Just, it's fucking just, miserable. It's, I'm just it's, not interested in that. I don't need to do that. Uh, I, I love comedy. I love everything about it. And, you know, why? I don't need to fuck with that. Yeah. Well, you're a younger guy. Too, but what are you, you mid-30s? Early 30s? Early 30s. Yeah. Early 30s, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, not it, at all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you know, you're you're actually a good point to kind of settle down and do that. I mean, you know, a lot of the younger guys, they're like 20s, you know, early 20s or mid-20s. And they don't have a lot of ties, so they can pick up and say, "Oh, I'm going to New York." And then they'll find out within five years. Then they're going to burn out unless, mm-hmm. unless they really bang their head against the wall. But the thing about New England is, you really you don't have to do quote unquote road work. Like you can go away for the night and then you're back. Right. You know, you don't have to. You know, I got friends out of Houston. They're like, "Oh, I'm going to Amarillo for the weekend." Well, how far is that? It's eight hours away. Go fuck yourself. It's Jesus, like, yeah. and they're you know they're gone for a full weekend. And even the road work I do, I'm going for like, you know, two or three weeks at a time. But you know, my wife needs the break. I think really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, I may have to kill someone, and uh, if she's the you know if she's there, she'll we're gonna kill each other at some point. So. Yeah, but that's great, I mean, I, man. I'd have no problem going. Yeah, I'd love to go to that's do a festival. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to take a couple weeks and just go to LA and do clubs for you know. I, I just lo- I love doing stand up comedy so much. Mm. Well, LA's I, I, LA's tough because you really can't be a comic. And I mean, well, you well, Tom Morello, what Tom Rico, Tommy Rico now. Yeah, fucking Tommy Rico, <laughs> fucking. Uh. Uh, fucking Tommy Rico. It's it's Tom Morello. He's like, yeah. oh, it's no, it's, it's a musician, whatever. Um, yes. He was telling that the clubs are getting better in L.A., which I'm sure they, you know, they have to because they were shit for a long time. They were terrible. Right. Yeah. So that's what I heard. You know, maybe you know, animals. Yeah, do your thing. But what are you yeah. worried about? You just you doing your thing here. You working all around town, aren't you? You working yeah. all over New England. Yes. Where are the clubs you working at? Where can people um, see you? I, you know, I main at the Halligan and the Shasky, and we get enough. Uh, I mean, Nick Lavalley helps me run these rooms, and we get a, enough uh, exposure through that. We get a lot of national touring head, uh, headliners coming through, and opportunities arise from that. Um, beyond that, you know, I've done Johnny D's, I've done uh, the Comedy Studio, and, you know, all sorts of open mics and a handful of, of great shows. Nice. Nice. So, because you've been doing it six years now, have uh, how has your act changed since you first started? It's literally just started changing. Oh, yeah. Okay, I get it. Uh, it's been weird. I um, I just started going off the going up with nothing written down and, and trying to just talk, and um, and it's okay. Okay. You know, but I, I'd like to end up somewhere in between because, like I said, I get anxiety pretty bad. So when I go up and do a set, or when I used to go up and do a set, you know, it's word for word. If somebody talks shit or something, it's, it's like it screws me up, and and I just try to push it off as quickly as possible oh, and like, get back to the. I mean, word for word. Really. So now I'm going the opposite way and doing nothing written down, which was very frightening at first, but 
you know, it's, it's good stuff. Uh, and I hope to land somewhere in the middle. Well, that's good. You're trying to evolve and you're moving your style around. So, yeah. And, you know, speaking of moving around and style and stuff like that, uh, if my guests, uh, not only my online listeners, which I don't know, we're up to seven now. Weehaw. I told yeah. you it would go up. Uh, but if you want to check Sean out, uh, you can go to his, his website, Sean Tumblety, and it's Tumblety, T-U-M-B-L-E-T-Y.com. And the best part about that is everything is Sean Tumblety. His Facebook is Sean Tumblety. His Twitter feed is is at Sean Tumblety. And his IG, which is, is that the kids for the the Instagram yeah, the kids. The kids. I'm still a kid. With the fucking pictures. I don't know why you want pictures. What is... I, I never understood. Why, why Instagram? What is Instagram? I'm just, try, I'm just trying to stay youthful. I have no idea why. <laughs> I just, <laughs> just... I have a hard enough time with Twitter. I don't understand why people want to send pictures all the time. Yes, I don't know. Besides, just, you, can send, I, you can do pictures on Facebook and Twitter. I know. Facebook is lame, according to young people children now not that i'm hanging out with young children all the time <laughs> well, technically you're not your wife is <laughs> right you're shirking <laughs> right. your responsibilities as a man for comedy good for you right good for you <laughs> whatever gets me out of the house for a little bit baby works, you man. you knew what this was you just yeah. it was <laughs> so you yeah, now you get the um you get you're on facebook see i do i do you have a comedy page on facebook or a personal page or both both men both are sean tumblety one just says comedian after oh after so you it. can find him that way too uh via facebook and your schedule is up on the website and uh, i checked it out and it's got uh, a lot of the halligan dates and i love that room man both times i was there i had a great time it's a fun room man uh you know you're preaching to the choir it's uh. such a beautiful aesthetically beautiful room and just uh it's conducive to a respectful audience yeah and, it's and detached you... it's detached from the restaurant yes. so if people are noisy i can Shut have it. them removed <laughs> you know and you get it you get a nice uh, you actually got a nice balance you got uh some 20 year olds 30 year olds or 40 year olds it's a nice demographic it's across the board um it's it was just so fun being there yeah yeah, I I love that room so much. It's mm. been it's been great. And are you always the host there, or just you just always run it? You're you're there every week, and you do time every week. Or do you host every week? I host almost every week. If I can't make it, someone will fill in for me. Or if I'm doing a set, I'll have somebody else host. Nice. It's fun. Yeah. I met a lot of a lot of new funny guys. What's it, Ian Ian Clark? Yeah, Ian Clark's great. Is up there, and uh, I forget the name of the guy with glasses. Um, skinny. He looks like a very like a hipster. I don't know anything about him. Matt D. No, I don't. <laughs> I know Matt D. <laughs> I know Matt <laughs> D. When of... he was when he was still wet and shaken. That's how I yeah. knew fucking Matt. We both, we both started the same club the, around this within a month of each other. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Did Matt go to New York or did he just? Yep. Go, he did. We basically took the exact opposite turns. <laughs> you know, he went down to New York and I went into my wife physically. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, oh no! Sorry. That's that's not a good. One. That's, that's, that's not a good one. It, you, that's that's not a good one at all. <laughs> well, uh, here's a description of my wife. Listen 
understand. It can't be bargained with. It's it my can't wife. be reasoned with. It doesn't feel pity or remorse or fear. Yeah. And it absolutely will not stop ever until you yeah. are dead. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> it's most marriages in a nutshell. Uh, my yeah. listeners, actually, my listeners are posting things. Snapchat, too. Don't forget that. Yes, Snapchat is the, you know, a picture of that last 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And everybody think it doesn't it doesn't exist anymore. It does. It's yeah, on a fucking scares me. It's on a fucking server. All pictures, yeah. all pictures are somewhere. The only pictures that are only in one place are the ones you take on the phone, and you leave them on the phone. Like, right. like I don't I have still a don't trust that. Yeah. Well, do you have an iPhone? Yeah. Yeah. See, the iPhone automatically wants to do this stuff. Google asked you if you want to do it, but I don't let it do anything. Like, I'm not synced. At all. Mm-hmm. The only thing connected oh, right. is my email and my in my contact list. And that's it. Somebody wants to hack me, then find out all my friends, and that's how that works. <laughs> so what what circuit do you run in? I were in uh well, I uh I worked for a bunch of uh, work uh, worked. I worked for a bunch of different people. Uh Rob Steen books a lot of the headliners comedy clubs, Dick Doherty. Uh I'm actually I haven't worked for the studio in forever, and I just talked with uh, another comic and I gonna I'm gonna start I got to go down there again and start that whole rigmarole again, but you know, it'll be a thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I try to work for as many people as I can. And I work for a couple Canadian agents. So when I go up there, I go to Ottawa and Toronto, Montreal, uh, there's some upstate New York guys I work for occasionally. Uh, there's a couple of rooms in Florida that I've perused when I feel like going or if they ask me, <laughs> so, which is usually both. Have you um have you been to the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in Montreal? No, no. Uh, that's the only. It's probably one of the only fests that I. I it's really hard to get in there anyway. I mean, you, yeah, you literally have to be invited, and that's how the Boston Comedy Festival got started because Jim McHugh went up there and nobody would open a door for him, so they started mm. the Boston Tea Party. Like. They would. They were. They were like doing shows like right next to the venues, and they called really? it the Boston Comedy Tea Party, and then that transformed a little bit into the Boston Comedy Festival. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, so that's how we kind of started. Which you would think Boston would have a festival. Yeah, no you kidding. Know, way before it did, um, but in the, I guess the Boston. Are you in the? Are you involved in the festival this year, the Boston Comedy Festival? No. Oh. No. Well, it's kind of you know. See, I'm I'm not I'm not a big fan. I, I like I've been to a lot of different festivals and stuff, and that's why when I do the one in Salem coming up in January, it's going to be a very different kind of festival. It's more like a fair, where there's you know it's it's it, a lot of times they go, oh it's a networking set. And a lot of times it's not. It's it's you get to meet other comics and you might get some leads here and there, but it's you know you do it for the recognition. But a lot of festivals. Like who do you, who won the last four years of or who won, you know, name any of the last ten year winners of the San Francisco Comedy Festival, right? Or the Seattle yeah. Comedy Festival? You almost can't. <clears throat> Comics don't even right. know it anymore, um, and they wouldn't know the names even if they stepped on them. But you know, I mean, the Boston Comedy Festival is still it's good, but it's not. I don't know. It's you know it's fun and I, I I God bless Jim McHugh and everybody who's involved in it and I would never say anything bad about it. It's just not what I would like a festival to be. It's just it's a big it's a glorified contest now. It's just a big contest yeah. and you know and then you play in a local room and la 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 la. So yeah, 
So I've, yeah, I've heard different things about it. Yeah, I mean, it's great exposure if you can, you know, once you meet other comics and stuff. Yeah, and, and or I if think, you win. I mean, or if you win, but but even if things. you win, it's like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you to start keep grinding. You know, it's just another yeah. feather in your cap, really. Well, there's been a lot of guys that have won and already had heat on them, so they started doing more things. But right, it's not you know, Dave Russo was the first winner, and it's been what uh, 15 years since the first one, and Dave's starting to get some national recognition now. Hmm. You know, or not even technically. I mean, he's in Vegas and he's doing stuff like that, which is great. Oh, beautiful. Speaking. That is great. So good for him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so you you do what you can, you play your circles, and that's what you do. Yeah. So so speaking of playing commercials, here's what we're gonna do. Oh, my wife is on now. Oh shit, she was on the whole time. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that's not good. Now she's definitely gonna be all listen. <laughs> <laughs> gonna fucking oh no. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take a break and uh, yell down the stairs and make sure she's okay. So <laughs> All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Radio Irregardless with me, your host, <laughs> LOL Busted, uh, with me, your host, Mark Scalia, and Sean Tumblety is our guest comedian, and we will be right back to talk a little bit more. I've got a surprise for you. I guess I'm probably not the surprise you expected. They're back. Police still targeting them. Tonight, Dateline's hidden cameras are in an undercover house complete with a hot tub. So, did you bring your uh, swim trunks? And Craigslist, we talk about oral sex. There's the internet addict who comes clean. I'm too old for this shit. And the marine sniper who comes armed. She's Bill Sweet. She got everything. The What's in store for all of these men? Chris Hansen with a new to catch a predator. You one ugly motherfucker. Hello, this is Paul Landwehr. Check out Radio Irregardless, hosted by the hilarious Mark Scalia, every night at eight thirty. Uh, it's not every night though. I messed up. And you're back at Radio Regardless with me, your host, Mark Scalia. And that was Paul Landwehr. He was a guest last week. So funny. He didn't even yeah. he didn't even know. But enough about him. He was last week. How about this week? Where my guest is joining me via Skype, Sean Tumblety. And really? uh, Sean is just uh he's got a night I don't know. How'd you get how'd you pull a knife off without a night off without the kids? Kelly's watching him. Oh, my wife. In another room? Yeah, upstairs. Oh, so she, not only you get your own space to yourself. Yes, oh. she's she's a wonderful woman. She, I just she sounds abused at this point. That's she's, not right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you're a good guy. See, you're a nice guy, and you speak highly of your your wife and your family, and you you got the, you're you're a nice guy, Sean. You really are. And I'm a family like, man. God damn it, you are, <laughs> you are a family man, and you know some. You are so nice. In fact. That I would like to play a game with you, and a game okay. that really shows off how nice somebody really is. This is 
If you can't say something nice. If you can't say something nice. You warthog-faced buffoon. Don't say nothing at all. Now, this is a game where I play you a clip of a movie of somebody insulting somebody else. Okay. And you have to tell me the name of the movie. That's it. It's a simple, simple game. Now, here's the best part. You and I are speaking almost instantaneously via Skype, so you can just blurt out whatever it is as soon as you know it, and I can play it multiple times. But my listening audience may be experiencing a delay based on their server and their internet and their computer speed and all that kind of stuff. So, um, But there are more of them. There are seven, in fact, versus you. So you're statistically outnumbered greatly, but your speed may come into, hand, uh, come into play in this. So... Are you ready to play if you can't say something nice? Name the movie or the actor? Name the movie. I can give you some hints with the actor and stuff like that. Okay, all right. All right, here's your first one. Only three seconds. You disloyal, fool-ass, bitch-made punk. <laughs> Next Friday? <or> Friday? <laughs> no, I'll play it again. You disloyal, fool-ass, bitch-made punk. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one, though. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's Denzel Washington. Oh, uh, um, he was traffic. No, <laughs> not gonna go through all the Denzel Washington. Movies. Yeah, I'll play uh, it again. You disloyal fool ass bitch oh. made punk. That's on uh, training day. It's training day. Oh, you just beat Paul on it. Oh, that is correct. You just. <laughs> You I met training day. Traffic, he's not even in traffic. <laughs> you just beat Paul on that. So Paul gets that. Uh, you get that, and Paul gets this. Oh, no, wait. Paul got it right, too. So everybody else gets this. That ain't right. Everybody else gets that. So that's one for you. So, okay. This one. <laughs> Uh-oh. Now there's some squabbling. You actually had it before him? No. According to your internet, you did. No. See, you guys are on a delay. I'm the faster one here. I'm faster, Pussycat. <laughs> so. When I said traffic, I meant training day, too. Right, so. but he said training day, and then I saw the punch-up. So if the chat's a little slow, wah, wah, wah. So here we go. You guys may get this one. This one's a little longer. This one's this right. is six seconds. Shut your anorexic malnutrition tape where I'm having overdose Dick Gregory Bahamian diet drinking ass up. <laughs> wow. I have no idea. Really? I'm not even going to hit. I'm going to hit my buddy. Shut your anorexic malnutrition tape where I'm having overdose Dick Gregory Bahamian diet drinking ass up. <laughs> what the fuck, honey? Oh, oh. My, uh, my brother got it with white men can't jump. That's right. Wesley Snipes. That Damn. is correct. That okay. is, that is, is there a theme? Is this a black theme? No. It's, it's not a black. It just so happens that these are, okay. these are run on. Uh, these are just run-on ones. So, okay, okay. Uh, but you know something? Yeah, the actor was uh, Denzel Washington is black. Uh, Wesley mm-hmm. Snipes is black. Okay, and the actress who actually uh, said delivered this line is black as well. But unfortunately, nobody else in the cast is black. Just this one actress delivering the line. This one's really long. Fifteen seconds. Here we go. Blood white, needle dick, cock bite, jug off, lip brisk. Ass licking son of a bitch, huh? <laughs> That's a tough one. This is she a- sounds young. Uh, what is it? Paul wrote. She's- yeah, she is young. 
Paul wrote flat in, but he is correct by calling flat it flatliners. Flat liners. Come on. Come on, I don't even know what the flat li- flatliners. Flatliners was the movie with um, Julia Roberts and uh, one of the Baldwins, and they die. And uh, this was um, uh, Kevin Bacon, and they they die. And then yeah. what happens is they have these weird dreams, and then they come back, and and that's that's a little girl that uh, Kevin Bacon tortured, and in his dreams she tortures him. I, I was five. I shouldn't be watching movies back the, then where they say the, ass licking son of a bitch. Why the fuck were you five? Fuck! That's <laughs> <laughs> just when, you know, five years earlier, my dad decided to release me. Oh, jeez. And yes, Kiefer Sutherland was in it. It was one of the, wow. it was a Baldwin, wasn't it? Wasn't it one of the bald ones? The really thin one. Not Alec and not Steven. William Baldwin. It's probably William. Yeah, he black hair. Yeah, it was Kevin Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Oliver Platt. And the funniest, actually, you know what's weird? You probably were five because we would always do flatline jokes because when a joke didn't work, we go, oh, I guess I'll have to get Julia Roberts in here <laughs> to fucking resuscitate that joke back to life with her flatline. Yeah, that was a movie. When did the movie flatline? I'm trying to think. When did it 1990. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's when I started doing stand-up. Fuck a duck. Wow. Wow, so let's see. You got training day, barely. White man can't jump and flatliners. Oh, terrible. That's, yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's South Park. Everybody, <laughs> yes, Canada bomb the Baldwins. I'm Billy, jerk. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, they're great. The Can- uh, South Park movie is funny. All right, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to tabulate these scores, and then we're going to get to the last section of the show. Um, during this break, uh, you can actually listen to uh, some of your act coming up, Sean. So uh, okay. we're going to take a third and final break. When we come back, we're going to ask Sean the questions that I always ask all my guests. You're listening to Radio Regardless. We'll be right back. Love food and wine? Get to know Salem Mass in a fun and delicious way. Join me on a Salem food tour. Our five-star rated walking tour gives guests the perfect opportunity to enjoy an afternoon with friends or coworkers. Great for locals and visitors, our tours book in advance and can be crafted for your special event. For more information on our tours and to make reservations, please visit us at SalemFoodTours.com. To leave a question or comment, call the Radio Irregardless hotline at 978-219-9294. Babies. I just got one. I want another one. And this one's already this five months. It's old news. <laughs> Seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of serious here. He's like, it's kind of like, all right. You're still a baby. You know. Next. <laughs> You know what I mean, though? It's just like, what's the 2016 model look like? That's all. It's got to be improved. Uh, And you're back at Radio Regardless, and that was Sean Tumblety. Talking about how he wants a new kid because the 2015 model is uh, must be improved. <laughs> he just doesn't do anything. It's just a baby. 
Just a baby. You know, I, I it, that joke kind of st- that was uh you know I didn't uh, listen to I, I didn't um, write any of that down. <laughs> that uh, seemed to work all right, but I, it comes from a place of fear, which most comedy does, I would say. Um, but if, when Charlie, my son, was first born, you know, you got all these people saying you're going to see God and you know find <laughs> God because I'm, a, you know, and I, I just had no connection with the kid. He was just a blob of you know meat that you know he clearly was latched on to my wife figuratively and literally and um you know those feelings of inadequacy shit people don't talk about when you're having a baby oh it's beautiful wonderful you you know it was just it was weird it was fucking weird and uh anyway it was weird i was ready for a new one because that one wasn't i wasn't connecting now uh, and honestly just in the past month i mean it's my life has totally changed oh good yeah, it, just, it's, you know. it was just bizarre because you don't hear about that. You don't expect that. I feel like I'm some sort of sociopath that just has no feelings for his kids. But the more I talk about it now, I'm talking to new fathers that, uh, you know, absolutely experience the same thing. Well, a lot of women go through postpartum and they right. don't want to have anything to do with the kid. And usually the father is picking up all the slack and, you know, you know, in a situation like that. So it's good that you can actually say that because most people would go. What's wrong with you? It's your child. Yeah, right. And I'm like, well, just another fucking human being. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No great skill. I had sex with someone. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, plenty of dumbasses are doing it. (laughs) Let's be honest. Come on. So you want another one in your act, right? Or do yeah. you actually yeah, want another- and, and in real life, in real life, yeah. You really do? I mean, yeah, I really, I, you know, like I said, I hit my stride and it's like, holy shit, you know, this is, this is truly wonderful. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. So, I don't, I don't know. I, well, God bless you. I just, I, I know a lot of my friends are dads and they have kids and everything. And I just, like, I would like that, but I know my attention span and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Like, I have a nephew, and this kid would, fuck, just toys all over the place. And I'm like, why are there toys everywhere? And my sister's like, well, he gets bored. I'm like, well, he he don't fucking get bored. You let him play with something until he's done playing with it. Yeah. Ugh. I know. And then I realize. Kelly steps up. You know, she's she's, she's a stay-at-home mom, and that's a serious job. And she takes it very seriously, and she's damn good at it. Oh, wow. And what what do you do besides comedy? Do you have a day job as well? Yeah, I'm a, a partner in a restaurant group. There's only uh, two restaurants now, but so I'm up. I'm up super early. Uh-huh. Up at five for tomorrow, but work in the kitchen. So, oh, so you're a real you're a real worker. That's why you can't travel either. Yeah, real worker. Fuck, I haven't had a real job, quote unquote, real job in almost fucking ten years. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. I no, it isn't. No. <laughs> Not, no, I can't. I get up in the morning because I want to. Yeah, I sincerely enjoy my job. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. No, you do. You have you have a nice you have a lightness to you. It shows in your act, and uh, you you get a lot. It's very fun, and you you talk about it with your kids and your family and everything. And you're very up and light. And you know something? Speak. It's let's. That's a nice place to kind of segue. Um, let's. I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask you the question I ask all my uh, my guests. Tell us about your first time on stage, your best time on stage, and then of course your worst time on stage because it's usually the funniest story. But uh, the because <laughs> the best story it's it's going to be. So tell us, tell my me and my listening audience those three things if you would. All right, first and best are the same. Are they really? 
Yeah. Um, I, for those of you who don't know, I'm, uh, I, I can't drink alcohol. I'm an alcoholic. I don't drink alcohol, but it's, it's, what's crazy is this is, this is a couple years now. I haven't. And what did I say? Six years ago, ish I started five, six years ago. Yeah. So the first time I did it, I, I was, uh, very excited. I'd written a stand-up script when I was 11 and it, I was 23 and it was finally coming into fruition. And uh, I actually took a month off from drinking, and I, I enjoyed my drinking very heavily <laughs> and very often. And that's how committed I was and how excited I was about it. <laughs> I didn't drink for an entire month, and I wrote this set. And um, it was at the Shaskeen. This kid I went to school with ran the Shaskeen at the time and gave me a spot. It was an open mic. It wasn't like I earned it or anything. But, I, I you know, I, I was so – I planned it so much and, and wrote it and – read it to people and rewrote it and i got like 40 people there that i knew nice. it was ridiculous and so the day uh the you know the day of i was like i'm you know i practiced it practice it practice it because i knew i was going to drink my ass off because i was too anxious <laughs> so i was like i need to i need to memorize this well enough so that if i black out that i can still uh still just <laughs> recite it oh my and my God. goal and my hope was to do do it well enough that um you know, I knew I, was, I wasn't going to have any stage presence. It's just like, I hope this is written well enough that I get a reasonable response and I'll come back. And I didn't get blacked out, but I mean, I had like 40 friends there and I just fucking killed it. <laughs> I just killed it. And, you know, it wasn't great, but I mean, I killed it because everybody that was there. Right. It was like the biggest high I've ever felt, more so than any drug or alcohol I've ever consumed. Yeah. So it was just amazing. So best and first, Shaskeen. Nice. Yeah, yeah see, comedy is that we, there was a, a guy, um, Dave Fitzgerald, he, uh, Fitzy, we always call him Fitzy, um, he's, he's been gone for a while, but he always said, and, and he was doing stand-up like 10, at least 10 years when I started, he would, he had a really deep voice would be like, oh my God, you fucking kids, he goes, ah, uh, you start doing it, it's like heroin for you fucks. <laughs> yeah. It is, and it's like, it's such... And the thing about comedy is if, you, if you're previously addicted or you have an addictive personality, comedy is like the perfect, the perfect thing because it gives you highs, it gives you lows, it's, it's, yeah. it's an antidepressant, it's an upper, it's a downer, it's like everything at once and you just have to kind of roll with it. So, But yeah, yeah what a good story, say you were up and you had good, did you tape that set? I think so. No, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh. I got to look. Oh. Um. I hope. My worst was oh god, oh no no I was just gonna say hopefully you did because it's you know it's it's yeah everybody tapes now so but if you didn't yeah. that's great you still got the wonderful memory now of course you go your first and your best which are great stories <laughs> now let's let's play the opposite what's your worst time on the worst stage? time was the week after. <laughs> I went back <laughs> a week later. <laughs> I went back to the same club, did the exact same set verbatim, but I didn't have any of my friends there. Oh. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? Nobody, because it wasn't that good. So, you know, I, but it just was like, you know, talk about a roller coaster. Yeah, it was super And crash. I was like, all right, I got a lot of work to do. But I was, ex I don't know, I don't know if it played it into my stand-up journey well i think it did because i saw the high 
and the low back to back. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> this is the this, best it could this be. This is fucking wild. And this is the worst it could be. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was it was it was humbling, and I just ate shit so bad. <laughs> See, I got actually used to it. It's funny because the first show, I my dad was on. My dad came to the show, and I had some friends. But I had some friends, and I had a different. I had like two separate groups of friends because I was really young. I had like my cool friends, and then my high school friends, and the two mm. groups never met. So I brought my like my cool friends to the comedy show, and my dad and all that. Um, but then I was terrified to actually bring my friends. Really? Yeah, and I never wanted my friends in the crowd. And it's like, and this is the first few years. I was like, oh my God, I don't want people I know in the crowd because then they're going to blah, blah, blah. Think about but, but funny, you did back, yeah. back to back, same club, friends versus no friends. <laughs> oh, God. It's so embarrassing oh just thinking God. about it. That's funny. That's fucking funny. Because oh, yeah, you're like, first- yeah, because you, you bring the memories and then all of a sudden it's like, eh, thanks for playing. <laughs> you know, and it was like a word for word, same set. But I mean, that's just, that's the drug, man. The comedy, I got so high that first time. And I feel like I've been chasing that ever since. And I'll get it every once in a while. Yeah. I get there, but. Well, did you stop, did you stop drinking when you started doing stand up? No, I stopped uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Right when I started dating, well, halfway. Yeah. (laughs) A couple years ago. Okay. That's a tricky thing, man. I think, I, I think, I mean, I'm, I'm very lucky. I mean, I have very addictive personality, but I never had a, I never had the, like I had bouts where I was like, you know, 21 and then going and getting almost blacked out drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I went through all that. I went through my addictive phase with almost everything. I mean, so I was very lucky. So it's good. Well, you, you're not doing that. You, and it's, it's especially, now it's actually more acceptable. There's a lot of clean. Have you done any of the clean shows, the clean and sober uh, shows? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah. And Those are cool. Yeah, they're fantastic. And there's a whole a whole new appreciation. And it's not like, oh, these guys, it's not like it was, you know, 20 years ago where they go, no, I don't drink. And there was such, there was almost a stigma on not drinking. Yeah. And I, I work really hard to make sure that uh, I don't feed into that at all. I mean, I, maybe I take it too far. I'm a bit of an open book anyway, but you know, <laughs> I, you know, stu- I can't, a lot of people, alcohol affects me differently than it affects you. You know, it just does. Some yeah. people can eat peanuts. Some people can't, you know, it's like, what's the big fucking deal? Yeah. Actually, my wife did the analogy. She said alcohol, some people are allergic to it and they have a different right. reaction. And that's really all it is. I mean, for right. me, I would turn into an asshole sometimes <laughs> when I was, young, right. I was a total, I would like, I got happy drunk. And then there would be like the fifth or sixth drink. And then I'd be like, I'm going to fucking hit somebody. <laughs> like, and I, I would have no energy or no focus to do it, but I would just be walking around going, motherfucker, I just want to, I'm going to fucking hit somebody. Uh, and then like 15 seconds later, I'd be like, let's go to Kelly's. Let's get some clams. Let's get some clams in the car. Let's and we'd be falling asleep eating fucking clams. Ugh. Ugh, no, it was, you know it was good. It was fucking. Oh, it was so awesome. Like, yeah, I miss being like that sometimes. Oh, I I certainly have a lot of wonderful memories from partying <laughs> and you know, but that was just a time in my life where it was appropriate. And no, it's not. Yeah, I'm you're kidding. right. You grow up, you grow out of things, and things change. And now you're the comic dad, and you're you're responsible and. 
fuck. Yeah, yeah I might as well just end it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, by up. the by the way, speaking of ending, um, I did tabulate the scores, and the uh, as you may have noticed, the chatters, the online chatters, have been like debating what I was going to do, and I do do it. Uh, you did win the training day one, and you got by by skinny teeth, but the audience did um, uh, decimate you. Yes, with a score of two to one. So as a result, I have to play the Willy Wonka "You Get Nothing" remix. Oh, I love that. That's so great. I love this. I wish I I wish I did it. This is somebody else's, but it's I re I remixed the remix. So, so you get nothing. Good day. <laughs> you get nothing. So uh, that's not a big deal because uh, last week Paul Landwehr uh, got smoked. <laughs> uh, fucking oh and oh to three. He uh, got he got nothing. The big goose egg. Uh, so, I'm, I'm a big movie buff. I went to college for a film. Yeah, I don't make it easy. These are tough. Oh, you went to college for for film? You gonna be? Yeah. Well. Yeah, UNH Manchester, they have a good film program. They don't have an actual degree for it, but, oh. you know. Were you going to be a director, a filmmaker? Or? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I wanted to do. So it was Matt I Barry. Still Matt Barry. You know Matt Barry? I know of him. I don't know how much I know him. Yeah. I, I think I've met him once or twice. Yeah, Matt went to Matt went to school for director for filmmaking. And, uh, you know, I teach filmmaking. And the funny thing is, he goes, oh, I thought it was going to be. Uh, I thought I was going to be like this, and I was going to be the next Scorsese. And then, as soon as you start in school, they just drill that right the fuck out of you. <laughs> they just go, "You are never going to be famous. You got nothing going on. Just make yeah. some money, and that's it, dude." So. I had I did a I had a company called Tumble Tea Event Videography for about a year and a half when I was twenty two, <laughs> but and I bought a real nice camera. Nice, but I was going to school full time. I was doing. Um, I was working full time and then I found stand up comedy and I was like, shit. And I, and I was doing that. So I was like, I got to get rid of one of these things. And I <laughs> loved stand up comedy. So I sold the camera and I still do little shorts and stuff. But I, I love it. Yeah. Love there's, a bu- there's a bunch of stuff on your website, Sean Uh, you know, some clips and stuff like that, but uh, be, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll uh, one more through the thing. The website, Sean Facebook, Sean Tumblety and Sean Tumblety Comedian. Twitter, at Sean... He's just Sean Tumblety. Any yeah. fucking... Just click in Sean Tumblety. You'll find him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. He's not on Snapchat because he's a respectable fucking family guy. Yeah. Um, yeah fa- no, family man. Can't say, can't say family guy. You gotta say family man. <laughs> yeah, we'll say, you can you, say whatever you want. You people are a circus. That's what <laughs> Anyway, uh, before I let you go, Sean, and uh, it's I had a great time and really getting to know you a little bit better, which is fantastic. Where are you actually going to be uh, that you want to promote? Let these uh, let people know that not just they can go to your website and Facebook, but uh, what do you got coming up? Anything? Uh, anything big? Yeah, I guess the easiest thing to plug because I'll be there consistently for a whole month is the comedy studio in cambridge harvard square um the comic in residence for the month of september so oh my god that's fantastic closed. yeah so i'll be opening every show it's gonna be a lot of driving but it's a dream come true nice are you now you're opening the show you're not hosting right 
Not hosting. I oh. host a couple shows. I don't know the exact layout, but uh, I open most of the shows. Nice. You'll have a good time. You've played the studio before, I would assume. Yes. Yeah, it's a good rum, and I you 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 probably do very well there. I've I love ne- it. I've never had good luck there. So no, <laughs> you know it's uh, it's, every, it, it's hit or miss, just like any room. Cambridge ain't my thing. That's just my yeah. But yeah, so if you guys get a chance, go check him out. And you have no excuse. He's there for the whole fucking month of September, you lazy bastards. Go and check out Sean Tumblety at the Comedy Studio. And if you don't know where that is, go to his website and uh, you'll find out more about it. So, Sean, thank you so much for being a part of Radio Regardless. Uh, I've had a great time, man. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Mark. All right. Sean, we'll see you around, man. And uh, I'd love to come up and hopefully I'll bump into you again very soon. All right, hope to see you soon. All right, take, take care. care, my friend. Bye. Sean Tumblety, everybody. Oh, my God, he's such a nice guy. He is such a nice guy. He's got ethics and shit. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know how I got him as a guest. Actually, he was very nice because I kind of screwed up on my guest um, on my guest thing, and I had always wanted to have him, but every time we kind of do it, I would forget, and then our ships would pass on the night, and then the emails would miss and blah, blah. But I'm very glad he's been on the show. Fantastic guest. Very funny, too. And get a chance to check him out. And uh, speaking of checking people out, um, before I wrap the show, or actually as I wrap the show, um, I have this weekend off, which is actually kind of cool. Um, so I'm going to be kind of social this weekend. So uh, nothing going on this week. But again, if you want to be a guest, a sponsor, email at radioirregardless at gmail.com. Call the hotline, 978-219-9294. Next week, our guest will be James Corbett. Corbett. James Corbett, comedian. Guys, have a great week. This has been Radio Irregardless with Mark Scalia. Your non-standard blend of irrespective listening and regardless enjoying. Radio Irregardless was written, directed, and produced by Mark Scalia and broadcast live via Mixler.com. I'd like to thank my on-air guests as well as all the online listeners for their comments. The Radio Irregardless theme, If Only I Had a Pen, was written and composed by Derek Dupuy. All material and content property of MS Enterprises and copyrighted 2015. Listen to previously aired episodes of Radio Irregardless by downloading from iTunes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.